Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. The Sheila Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, End Time Watchwoman, Sheila Zelinsky. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Sheila Zelinsky Show for this Thursday, May 21st, 2015 edition. A big shout out to all of you tuning in from around the globe, to our new listeners over there in England from WINB, and also to those tuning in at Worldwide Christian Radio. Folks, my guest tonight is Dan Badondi. He's the Crackerjack media analyst from InfoWars. He works with Alex and the crew. He does a great job. And... He has a nickname. I'm going to find out why they call him the Kraken. Dan Badondi, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks for having me, Sheila. You know, Dan, there's so much going on here. There's something big here with Jade Helm. The globalists are clearly getting ready to roll out more draconian military on the streets of America. We now have rumors surfacing about a second set of massive military preparedness drills known as Operation Red Flag. You've got this UN small arms treaty, gun confiscation, red list, blue list, one fish, two fish. It sounds like some Dr. Seuss meets Twilight Zone here. You've got dissident extractions, expelling indigenous extractions, secret treaties to cede seven states to Mexico, and more treasonous chicanery coming out of 1600. Pennsylvania Avenue. It's hard to know where the head starts and the tail ends on this beast. Dan, you've got deep insiders and amazing military sources. What is your take on the most recent developments in Jade Helm? And is America purposely being led to civil war here? Yes. Yeah, this is, I mean, we are at the pinnacle of the New World Order here. The United States has taken the charge of that, and them in the United Nations. Well, not the United States, I should say, but the criminal elements in our government. But yeah, I mean, this Operation Jade Helm is just beginning, and um, it's been leading up for years. I mean, we've been on InfoWars, your show. we all been talking about for, you know, a very long time. Hey, uh, people, wake up. The military's plotting against us. Now, I'm not saying that in a direct derogatory toward the military, because we know most of the military got to back down. We hope anyway. The uh, heads of the governments have been planning this for a very long time. I mean, I got a stack right here of government documents, uh, legislation, and all this other good stuff that's been warning us for a while. The Reddins have been on the wall. Hey, America, wake up because they're planning for martial law. They're planning to uh, lay the hammer down, you know, smash the hammer down for the New World Order. 
Well, absolutely. You know, I was looking at this map. Uh, you know, it shows seven states. We know it's in all 50 states. Dave and I last week were talking about how documentation that we've got implementing a secession to Mexico. You've got insiders. Think about this. This is really stunning. I talked about this, Dan, a year ago on my show that the United Nations previously were advertising. I don't know if you remember this, but they were advertising in the summer of 2014 for, and I've got copies of this, position title, disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration officers, a minimum of seven years in post-conflict crises management. They were talking about experience rounding people up. And what post-conflict management? That's a euphemism reserved for one of two possibilities. Either it implies there will be civil war or that the U.S. has been conquered at the time that Jade Helm goes live and is about disarming individual American citizens. Get into the latest information that you've got military source-wise on what we're looking at here with Jade Helm. I mean, they've been prepping for this for a while. But if you look at the states and notice how they're targeting all the southern states mainly and uh, southern to the west, you know, all the patriotic states at that. And uh, and when you talk about gun confiscation with the UN, it all ties in together because what's saving us now from a new world order, you know, total collapse and everything else of uh, pure UN takeover is our Second Amendment. That's why we say the founding fathers made one mistake. Only one mistake for the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. The Second Amendment should actually have been the first because without the second, you don't have the rest. And uh, right now, the, our Second Amendment is protecting us here because if we got rid of the Second Amendment a long time ago, I mean, we'd be in a total police state, which we are in police state now, but a total new world order here. I mean, they would just be walking all over us. We'd be licking boots and everything else. But our Second Amendment is preventing a lot of stuff from going on. So this all ties in together with the U.N. trying help bent on trying to take the guns and utilizing the military. I mean, people also, you got to remember, too, every year, national level exercise for FEMA, their drills are for the same thing that's going on in Operation Jade Helm. But instead, they use foreign military troops. And because foreign troops have no problem coming to America and stomping their boots in our faces, kicking us out of our homes, confiscating our guns and rounding us up like a bunch of cattle. Because, they, you know, those um, those questionnaires that went around through the military not too long ago, about a year or two ago, stating that, you know, over 80 percent of the military said they will back down from orders from gun confiscation. They will back down orders from putting our own people into determined camps. And uh, so they know a lot of military and sheriffs and such and police are going to say, hell no, you know, we're going to defend the republic. Some of the military are taking part of Jade Helm right now. They're probably questioning themselves, what the hell are we doing? You know what I mean? And uh, I think when push comes to shove, I think a lot of the military that's doing this, hope they smarten up and wake up and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're going to stand down from orders and join the republic. And, you know, the thing is, this is why. This is right here. Right here is why. You got Al Shopton, Jesse Jackson, all these people, Michael Moore, promoting the racism because they don't want us united. No, I want to reach out to you black folks out there, okay? You Spanish folks, okay? You white people. They want you divided. They want you hating each other. They want you fighting against cops. But they purposely put police officers in there to cause violence, to cause police state. And I'm not saying all cops are bad people. They're not. But they purposely put cops in departments to cause this. To purposely cause this. So we hate the police, we hate blacks, we hate whites, we hate Hispanics. They want us divided in every aspect and every angle. Because one thing the elite fear is united front. And those black folks out there, I know you got a lot of hatred toward the white people now. And you know, I can't blame you sometime. And but the thing is, we're all in this together. 
You know, I just think these are good old Jesse the Hack Jackson and Mega Charlatan Al Sharpton. You know, these scripted minion bobbleheads, they're always trying to play the race card, do the race baiting and trying to control the narrative. And I think that Martin Luther King would roll in his grave if he ever saw what these guys are doing. You know, oh, look over there, Al. It's racism. I mean, the race card's getting old, though, isn't it? I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just going to bring up Martin Luther King. <laughs> but yeah, he's rolling over his grave. He wanted everybody united. And all, you know, those people out there rioting and all that, thinking you're doing something for the black community, you're not, okay? My, everything Martin Luther King worked for, you're just uh, digging him up and spitting in his face. That's what you're doing. You know, he wanted us united. People say, oh, the black people are You know what? Nobody in history was more oppressed in the United States than American Indians. And, you know, we're all oppressed. All of us. Whites, blacks, Hispanics. If you're not part of the... George Collins said it best when he talked about the establishment. It's a giant club and you're not part of it. And no matter what <laughs> color or race you are, <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, we're, we're all equally victims. And they go on the rates and the stats of uh, more black people. White. It doesn't matter, okay? This is done specifically by design to divide us because... I'm telling you right now, I think this is going to happen. Um, you know, the Baltimore, uh, the cops say I got arrested in Baltimore, and I hope to God I'm wrong. I think, this is what I'm going to put out here, and I hope I'm wrong, these cops are probably going to get acquitted, and it's going to cause a nationwide riot worse than Rodney King and all these other riots put together. And if these cops are acquitted, I mean, forget it. It's going to cause hell all over the country, and it's going to give justification for things such as Operation Jade Helm. And everybody asks, why? Why is my police department got armored tanks? It looks like you're in Iraq. And some, you know, you talk to some veterans, they're like, this is unbelievable. I mean, it feels like I'm in Baghdad. You know, the, the equipment the police yeah. have got now. <laughs> MRAPs and Humvees. And speaking of the veterans, and I, I just said this on a show, you know, there's nothing, Dan, that boils my blood more, especially having a grandfather who stormed the beaches in Normandy and ran the tank division boils my blood when they vilify the vets. You talk to a lot of vets. What is their thoughts on Jade Helm? A lot of them that do now, they're like, this is unbelievable. This is against everything that I fought for, they say. And, you know, my family children that, you know, they fought in the World Wars. Like a family goes back to the Revolution and the King Philip War and all that. And um, yeah, this is just a smack in, fa in the face to all the veterans. It really is. And this is why, again, this all ties together. I love to put all the stuff together to show people. This is why Homeland Security has been targeting the returning veterans for. Because they know the returning veterans know the stuff. They know most of them that go overseas know that the war is all fixed. It's all fake. It's all created by the CIA. And they put their own lives on. You have um, people like uh, Henry Kissinger saying that military men are uh, nothing but a bunch of dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns in foreign policy. You know, that's why Homeland Security is targeting the returning veteran. They're saying they're worse than Al-Qaeda. And if people don't believe that, you go... Uh, right in the Mayak report says this stuff. Um, Homeland Security documents. The Southern Poverty Law Center is targeting returning veterans. I mean, all over the country, they're trying to disarm them to say, oh, you're not mentally capable of having a firearm. Right. But you were mentally capable to go have a firearm to go, to go defend a new world order. Yeah, you were mentally capable when they asked you to go out and risk your life for your country, sure. Well, let's connect some dots here. Ask yourself, what would be the one thing that this administration could do that would guarantee 
a violent response from many of the American people, and it's gun grabbing. I mean, these gun grabbers like Feinstein or lackeys are always trying to seize guns, and foreign troops will be operating under the UN flag in the pursuit of this agenda. You know, Obama's in the midst of purging the military leadership who won't, you know, just blindly obey him, and that means in part being willing to indiscriminately firing upon American citizens. I mean, that is just Second Amendment rights obliterated by this president, along with in order to create a manufactured, imposed martial law, they would need a pretext, a false flag event. I don't know if you heard this guy on Fox News, you know, the Fox Five. He was talking about Alex Jones uh, a week ago and he was saying, you know, these crazy conspiracy theorists are always talking about false flags. But I really believe that there's going to be some kind of false flag coming up. Oh, yeah, they love to throw that term out. And uh, I tell people this all the time. The reason why they throw out conspiracy theorists, because it's such a lame cop-out, because they can never uh, refute you. They, I mean, if they could say right here, right, Alex Jones is lying or Dan Bedondi or Sheila's lying, here's the proof how they're lying, then we could have an argument. But just to loosely throw out conspiracy theorists, Ha, 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 ha. You know, I mean, you just make yourself look retarded, first of all. And second of all, you discredit yourself because you provided zero evidence to debunk this person or refute their information. It's just a uh, lazy cop-out term, and it takes the spotlight off them. That's all it does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, it's just compliments of your bought and paid for lamestream media. Again, talking bobbleheads are always churning out propaganda machine. It's just unbelievable. So from a constitutional perspective, though, when you see the United States, they introduced at the 16th General Assembly of the United Nations, a program for complete disarmament in a peaceful world. I mean, from a constitutional perspective, this document implements pretty outrageous policies, and it's kind of the stuff that Senator Joe McCarthy feared the most. And today, if McCarthy read his famous statement, I have a list of 57 State Department employees who are card-carrying members of the Communist Party, he'd be correct, wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely, you would. And, uh, I mean, it, it's just unreal. And uh, a lot of the stuff that people wrote back then, I mean, uh, you got Eisenhower warned about the military-industrial complex everything else. And all it is is prophetic. It's prophetic that, and because it's all come to pass, it's all happening right now. And uh, everything that they warned us about, it's here. It's here now. And people keep saying, oh, it's never going to happen in this country. And I like to take every one of those people and smack them right across the head, literally. Crack them across the head and say, hey, listen, it's happening now, right in front of your face. You know, and um, you know, people need to wake up. Absolutely. Well, and why aren't the Chinese involved in these nuclear disarmament agreement? I mean, is this by design? If you look at the revised 2010 and now 2015 START treaty, people can look up that acronym, designed to weaken both Russia and the US, yet there's one little element missing China. They're not even in it. So, you know, is this move by the UN and its lackey, the State Department designed maybe to make China the most powerful nation in the world? I mean, is this what Jade Helm is all about, do you think? Um, I think China's just being is used as, um, you know, a scare tactic because 
the New World Order, they got grips on the entire world, almost every nation, and uh, except for the other Iran and all that, the nations that are not cooperating with the New World Order. I mean, to me, I really think it's a giant Hollywood stage, Putin against Obama, you know, South Korea against North Korea. I think it's just a big Hollywood stage. And, not, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole that far, but I think all these world leaders all work on the same page. Say, oh, you're the bad guy, I'm the good guy. And, you know, the thing is, they don't care about their own people. Putin could care less if they get nuked. So does Obama, as long as they get the New World Order. And all these people work together. And I think it's a giant ploy to distract everybody just to push their global government. And it's all the problem, reaction, solution, order of chaos. I mean, it's unfolding as we speak. I don't know if you watched the movie lately, and I thought this was so interesting. Of course, it was sort of one of the most anticipated blockbuster films of 2015, and it was Avengers. I have three boys. They all have read Marvel comics. And, of course, I went to the Avengers just to, you know, see what the overtones were. And I was really stunned how many times they talk about Out of the Ashes, get rid of the old, bring in the new. It's so interesting how these helly weird predictive programming goes, isn't it? Oh, it is. And yeah, out of the ashes rises a new phoenix because, you know, in symbology in the occult, they believe uh, when a phoenix dies, it bursts into flames and out of the ashes rises a worm that forms into a new phoenix. And uh, it's all symbology, of course. And you know, out with the old wor world order, in with the new world order. They all set this up by design, destroy one government, bring in a new one. You know what I mean? Like they, we, we all talk about this all the time. They don't want sovereign nations. They don't want sovereign states. They don't want individual rights they just want a one world government and uh you know they use all these tactics and the other thing is how do how do you know the enemy how could you detect what they're going to do next and people say what are you guys psychic sometime because we you know i mean we nail stuff down it's not that we're psychics from one i know my bible very well i know the illuminati you know i know both sides of the fence very well all you have to do is you know, research history and see it repeating itself. And, and if to know the enemy, study the psychologies or um, problem, reaction, solution, order, or chaos, and you can see what they're doing. They openly say what they're going to do. People don't buy it, so they stage the crisis for it. Well, I've got a book of David Rockefeller called Memoirs, and I'm going to tell you, these people are sick. These people are absolutely sociopathic, megalomaniacs, and they, they don't even think in terms of how we think. I think their brains are are just completely wired differently, aren't they? Well, absolutely. They're wired differently. And, um, you know, and, you know, you even got people at the top, they fight with each other. That's why a lot of the plans don't come true. You know, the people at the global top, they want to be king supreme, and even though they're supposed to play a role, and the other one wants to be the star, so to speak. So that's why things foil with their own plans, because, you know, I mean, everybody wants to be king boss. So uh, they, they stage this whole operation like that to confuse the masses and themselves, actually. It's, it's a giant mind job, that's what it is. It really is. And But when you study the enemy, you get to know what they're doing and what they're going to do. Again, you said some people accuse you of being mind readers. It's really interesting, though, once you get a sense of the pattern, the playbook, the, I mean, because we're really seeing the Saul Alinsky playbook unfold here, and that was written, what, back in the 50s, and it's really interesting to see how history does repeat itself. I mean, the Nazis, it just reminds me of what happened in Nazi Germany so much. And I don't know if you saw this, but there's a relatively new and obscure document. It's the U.S. Army Special Operations Command, ARSOF, it appears to be the blueprint for Jade Helm. And it not only 
boldly uses phrases such as extracting political dissidents, but it uses language to basically communicate the same messages that many in the independent media have been talking in the public for weeks now. And I, just to think about extracting political dissidents and then enforcing martial law. And what I was saying about uh, Nazi Germany is when, you know, the big crystal knocked, it was crystal night when they went in, they swept in during 12 to 4 a.m. in the morning. They extracted all the Jews. They burned down buildings. They burned down their shops. It was unbelievable. I mean, we could really be looking at another crystal night here, couldn't we? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I wanted to bring that up myself, um, how this is nothing but history repeating itself. It's insane. Uh, Operation Paperclip, we, how we uh, recruited all the Nazi uh, military officers, the scientists, and we got a carbon blueprint carbon copy blueprint of the Nazi, uh, I mean, they had their own homeland security, they had everything that we have today, SARS and everything else, and we're seeing, like, Nazi Germany, USA, literally, and um, the CIA, the, the Nazi rat line, and they came off the OSS, which came from the SS, I mean, like, we're seeing the Nazi playbook unfold once again, and Edmund Burke, one of the Founding Fathers quoted, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. And sure as hell, we're repeating it big time. And uh, they're deploying everybody uh, to say, oh, well, we've got to watch out for terrorists. Now the, um, the patriots are terrorists. Watch out because they're going to kill you. And they've been um, psychologically programming the cops and everything to say, hey, guys with Ron Paul stickers, uh, constitutional stickers, these guys could just shoot you. Because you remember that big incident with them, the Mayak report came from about right. um, those so-called uh, patriots shot the cops. A movement against the patriot groups, and these guys claim to be patriots when they weren't. They've been targeting them for a while. Then they're returning veterans. Then they're causing a racial divide. And so everybody's, I mean, if you look out in the world in the news right now, I mean, it's holy crap. I mean, you don't even know where to turn because everything's just out of control, chaos. They're attacking Christianity big time in the, uh, the schools now and everything else. And they're causing racial uh, you know, racial uh, tension against each other. Oh, well, the Muslims are bad. The Christians are bad. These are bad. The Buddhists are bad. But the thing is, again, all the people have to do is just unite and we could squash the New World Order like a bunch of cockroaches that they are. Like the movie uh, The Bug's Life. They have the Pixar <laughs> animation. Yeah, he says, you let one ant stand up to us and they all might stand up. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. That's very true. Remember that? Oh, yeah, it was the, the grasshop. You know, they outnumber us hundreds to one. And if yes. they ever realize that, our way of life is over. And this is that's a direct message to you people out there. That's from the elite. If they ever, like the Nazis and the, uh, the Jews, the Jews, if they realized, and plus not the point, they, you know, they were getting dumbed down by the uh, massive fluoride in the water. But if the Jews at the time, the Jews could have squashed, and they wouldn't even have been a fight. The Jews could have squashed the Nazis easily. Well, it reminds me, in pre-Holocaust Germany, again, back to this crystal knock, Jewish businesses were singled out for physical destruction in that night, the crystal night, night of the broken glass is what it is in Germany there. But hundreds of Jewish businesses were attacked on the same night. So, you know, when the Holocaust began in earnest, the Gestapo would target selected neighborhoods for extraction. They'd make their move and in the same general area on the same night. So if the area was large and exceeded the capacity to extract everyone in that area, the neighborhoods would be sealed off with no one allowed in or out as these systematic arrests were carried out. You know, the times may change, Dan, and the technology may be better, but the same Nazi blueprint is being applied here, isn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can see in that spitting image like a well-laid script. And um, I wanted to go over the documents, too, if you don't mind, because like, uh, I really want to get, you know, because a lot of people are saying, because they hear in the mainstream media saying uh, downplaying Operation Jane Helm uh, and calling us a bunch of conspiracy theorists. But I want you people to out there listening, don't take my word for it or Sheila's word for it. I want you to research the stuff, okay? This is the stuff that we've been warning you about. I mean, like, we've been beating you over the head for years about this stuff, folks. I mean, they, this ain't nothing new, Operation Jane Home. This, they've been preparing for this. I mean, you got so many documents to lay it out. I mean, you got got um, PDD-51 that gives you uh, the, its executive order that gives President total dictatorship power. Power over the military, everything, which he already has anyway. But, I mean, it's disgusting. Because people say, well, I thought military wouldn't allow the police on American soil. They're not. That goes against uh, posse comitatus. But they established a thing called the John Warner National Defense Act that gives the military power to do so. But, however, the Constitution clearly states any law that is repugnant to the Constitution is null and void. The Constitution trumps the law. So the John Warner National Defense Act is not a law. The Constitution trumps that, and uh, posse commentators. But back in 1984, they set up this readiness exercise. Um, if anybody remembers this, it was called Rex 84. Now, it was during the Colonel Oliver North trials. I mean, it was a senator that actually, I think it was a senator or congressman, that actually challenged them. And I said, what's this about? I heard there's a new continuity of government. They told him to keep his mouth shut. It's not, you know, at the time, to talk about its classified information. And that was the last time it was brought up ever in a congressional meeting. And, um, but Rex 84 is evil. I mean, we, we haven't got, uh, nobody's ever got the, um, the whole documents out yet. It's still being, uh, you know, try to get in the, you know, the Freedom of Information Act to try to get this information. But it's a top secret operation back in 1984 that, you know, presents a new continuity of government. And it also, uh, puts all the, uh, the agencies together, NATO and everything else to conduct, uh, civil readiness exercises. And, um, you know, to basically for martial law and everything else, to hold a brand, I mean, uh, uh, suspends the Constitution and opposes martial law. And they have a new Constitution that they uh, draft. At the time overrides our Constitution. And they've been getting ready for years. I mean, you have FM 30, which would, if you want to get into the red, blue, and um, yellow list, so we can break that to people because people don't understand what. Well, FEMA, uh, they, you know, when we talk about the midnight snatch and grab, they go after the top leaders. Like, people like you and me, Sheila, were on the red list. You know what I mean? People like us won't see the light of day. They come about 4 o'clock in the morning. Is You know, SOP, we don't see the light of day. We're called red list of people. People that have potential of leading the resistance. Then you have the blue list, which is people that listen to people like us. And that's why they came out with this uh, document here. It's an Army Field Manual, FM 3-39.40. It's the Internment Resettlement Operations and Re-Education Camps. They send these people to these re-education camps to try to convert them back. Oh, no, don't. They were just conspiracy theorists, so don't listen to them. We're out for your health, your well-being, and everything else. So they try to convert people back to, you know, their normal. And, um, I mean, like the yellow list of people, they simply go to a regular internment camp, which was established. And people, you can look all this stuff up for yourself. January 22nd of 2009, it was called HR 645 to direct the Homeland Security to establish national emergency centers on military installations. Now, it's going further than that. If you research this Halliburton, they want a massive contract by Homeland Security directed by Jenna Napolitano, the dung beat all the time. <laughs> 
It, um, they won a massive contract to build internment camps to house American citizens. And people say, how do I know it's from Amer you know, for American citizens? Well, if you go to the Army Go National Guard's website, you'll get this from the National Archives, Army Regulations 210-35. It's called the Civilian Inmate Labor Program for POWs and guess who else? American citizens, American dissidents. Right in the document, and they've been training you know, for internment specialists. They advertised on the website that we're looking for internment specialists to house American citizens. They've got hundreds, if not thousands, of these camps all over the country. Well, and you look at Simon Properties inking deals at DHS to use these mega malls and stadiums to house a lot of Americans. And then on the heels of that was all these Walmart closures that are very suspicious. And it's interesting, all this comes on the heels of the FCC ruling. So in order to neutralize the group, of course, us in the new media, the administration would only have to really pull the plug on the internet. However, there's a few in the independent media who have contracts who are high priority targets, and I'm sure I'm one of them. But I've heard the Roundup discussion several times over the past couple of years, and the pattern is always the same, and it can be universally applied from country to country. The number one group I believe, Dan, that will be targeted by the Special Forces intruders will be as you mentioned, and you touched on this, individuals with significant military experience who have the ability to turn a militia into a formidable fighting force. And who would compromise such a group? Well, let's start with the 260 command officers that were fired by Obama. Some of these men have significant combat experience and now you alluded to the second most targeted group and that's the veterans with any counterinsurgency combat experience from the Afghanistan or Iraq days absolutely yeah they because they you know again my friend actually went over uh to, he's been in Bosnia been in the first Iraq war I mean he learned the hard way hey the CIA is running a show over there this you know they're the ones who created terrorism they you know and we all know that they, you know they're the founders of ISIS the founders of uh you know they arm ISIS um Al Qaeda because Al Qaeda was getting old so they had to come up with a new boogeyman called ISIS and uh you know it's unbelievable what they're doing and the, the veterans are starting to realize this they're starting to see the stuff for themselves and this is why they're, they're coming home and saying, you know what, we got to get ready because our own government's plotting against us. And, you know, all criminal elements of the government with the United Nations. And um, if you remember uh, back in 2012, there was a judge in Lubbock County, Texas, Tom Head. Him and the sheriff, uh, they started a whole coalition. At the time, I, I think it was over 300 sheriffs and uh, judges across the country. It's probably a lot more now. A little coalition. What they're doing is they raise the taxes in the towns to buy all able bodies weapons to teach them how to shoot. Because they said at the day, Homeland Security... Or the UN comes down the streets to confiscate their guns or put them in camps, they're going to get the bullets first. And uh, this hit me, you know, all over the media. We covered that on InfoWars. Actually, that was my first big story. Uh, I was hosting the nightly news. We talked about that. And uh, the government knows it. There's a lot. And the mainstream media will downplay it like we're just a bunch of little uh, rednecks in the woods. No, there's huge militia groups all over this country. Half the military is on board with this, uh, to, you know, to say, hey, we're going to defend the homeland. So this is why they're not pulling the plug for martial law right now, because they're testing the waters right now to see what will happen. And again, they're trying to divide us racially and everything else. And if you notice, too, they've been setting up uh, like the Nazis did, too. Uh, over the years, it's called Operation Mockingbird. What right. they do is they put their own people in the media. 
and all different types of media, and they infiltrate the media to say they're reporters and whatnot, and they go back and they control what they say. You know, the mainstream media is told. You know, they're told what to say. When yeah, to they say. control the narrative completely. Yep, exactly, and uh, it's like the movie. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. It's the old man behind a curtain, and uh, you got Operation Cable Splice, which which is the spy on the American people, and Operation Trojan Horse, which with the Nazis used. They said it's for it mainly was uh, created for Britain. Operation Trojan Horse is used, a similar one that's used here in America. Basically, what they do is they the same thing the Nazis did. They would send people, you know, to the smallest localist of levels. A town police department, they'll put a person there that becomes a high-ranking officer. They'll become buddy-buddy with the mayor, buddy-buddy with this person. We'll earn the trust of all these people. So when they pull the plug for martial law, they know who, what, where, when, and how who's going to be loyal to them, who's going to go into the camps. Nathan Leal really got into that and broke that down on my show. These are very highly trained sociologists that come in and really study communities as well. And, you know, they look at, well, who are the the outspoken, you know, what disturbers, right? Absolutely. Yeah, if you've got a nerve right now to say, oh, these guys are conspiracy theorists, you know, I'll challenge anybody out there. And I'm not trying to be combative with people. I just want to wake you up. And again, don't listen to what I have to say or Sheila. Go research all this. I mean, she's going to have this on the archives. You know, stop and pause. Write the stuff down. You can find it for yourself. This is on Homeland Security's website, the National Archives. This is all unclassified, declassified documents. Well, I got to tell you, Dan, I've got the best listening audience in the world, mostly Christian, very awake. And I'll tell you, they're very astute to what's going on here. Are you surprised, speaking of Christians, the amount of persecution that's already started here? I mean, the Bible is now classified as hate speech. And this is a really interesting story. Joe Biden says Bible-believing Christians violate LGBT rights by simply existing. Joe Biden says yesterday that the rights of the LGBT people are violated by religious condemnation. So he's directly referring to this Bible scripture. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections for even their women to change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. That's in Romans one twenty six and 27. So according to Biden, the American Bible-believing Christian who takes the Bible literally is violating the rights of the LGBT by trusting in God's word. And this is why old-fashioned preaching will soon be classified as a hate crime, because liberals can't stand it. Biden's also saying the rights of the Christian are inferior to the rights of the LGBT individual. You know, all this legislation, pastors better tone up their sermons. And they got the media inundating us with this transgendered agenda. You've got Girl Scouts of America now taking cross-dressing boys. There's just sometimes you feel like you're living in a bad episode of the Twilight Zone. It's like we're on the same wavelength here because everything you're bringing up, there was, you know, I was going to talk about, you know, and I was going to bring that up too. And uh, when you mentioned about the Christians, and that's the first thing that popped in my head. 
But, you know, again, they're, they're trying to uh, do everything they can to go after the Bible. The Bible's bad because it's not politically correct. It's crazy. Then these, you know, got these abortionists to say they have rights. Now, as far as I know, a right protects life, not destroys it. So, you know, I mean, I don't know why people get off to say they're violent. We're violating their rights. The Bible's been around long before the gay and lesbian community activists started going around. So don't come, don't come and fringe. You don't want us to fringe on your rights or whatnot. Don't infringe on us. Don't, you know, say, hey, and this is what I tell people. You give people an inch, they take a mile. Years ago, I mean, if you found out you were gay, you would get your ass kicked in school. Uh, and, you know what I mean? Because it was looked upon, down upon. Now it's like, you know, your kids are running around school using, uh, thinking that girls, when the guys, the transgender crap. And uh, it's crazy. And now uh, they, yeah, they want to, uh, you know, if you think you're a girl, come join the Girl Scout. Just post an article I just going through saying that um, a court is now allowing a father to marry his son. I guess the, the father and son want to get married now. How sick that sounds, oh but the courts are letting it happen. And, you know, yeah, you got this transgenderism all over the place. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on, join the Girl Scout. You know, we'll put you in a cute little dress. And the thing is, actually, I don't even, yeah, I don't care if I offend somebody, but, you know, if you're born with a penis, you're a male, get over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're born with a vagina, you're a female, get over it. You know what I mean? And it's, you can't change who you are. You know what I mean? The society today wants to make you think, oh, you could change, you know, don't you, you could hide from yourself, um, you know, look with the bullying stuff. Oh, instead of dealing with the bully head on, confront the bully. But instead, no, we're going to put you on psychotropic drugs. And, you know, teach you how, uh, you know, the bad, you know, just like the easy way to getting out of things instead of dealing with real life situations. And that's why half these people grow up. They're on uh, all kinds of uh, state assistance and everything else because they can't cope with problems of life. So if you're not teaching the kids how to cope with problems in real life in school, what are they going to do when they grow up? Oh, they, what are they going to say? Oh, uh, I'm going to go see my psychologist because there's a guy over here ready to rob me. This is society. It's gone. I mean, it's completely going to hell in a handbasket. The morality is going completely out the window. Well, it is. And I think everything is accelerating so fast. And I mean, probably you guys over at InfoWars know this too, Dan. I mean, years ago, it would take us a whole week to find just a really compelling headline. Now I can't keep up to them by the minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> we got a lot of people like, um, you know, I mean, like when I first got to InfoWars, uh, Rob do he showed me he's like I want to show you something and uh, because a lot of people are like oh what's taking them for so long so he showed me one computer right uh, well I mean get on the computer show me one email list of the news tips alone tens of thousands of emails a day not even wow. joking and uh, I mean it's unbelievable. One of the things I really admire about Alex, and I mean, I really think that he's been very, he was exposing this when no one was, you know, he produced Endgame, he produced Obama Deception, Follow the Republic. He's done some absolutely really hard hitting documentaries. And by the way, I'm getting a lot of emails about Obama Deception too. Hopefully that gets released sometime soon. But he woke a lot of us up, didn't he? Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people out there, I mean, he's got tons of channels out there that try to trash him or take what he says out of context. <laughs> and they're like, if you bother listening to the whole show, he, you know, he clearly states what he was saying, you know. But people like to take one little thing out of context. Like, um, he was actually for Ken Hoven, for example, right? Um, he had Ken Hoven on. 
uh, we got him on uh, the show there, and uh, he was pray did nothing but praise Kent Hovind. And uh, one of the Kent Hovind followers were like, oh, uh, he was ridiculing Kent Hovind, this, that, and he said nothing of the sort. I mean, Alex did nothing but praise. He loves Kent Hovind. And, uh, you know, good news, I guess, all the charges dropped on Kent Hovind anyway. And, um, you know, so he might be getting out soon. But, I mean, like, you know, people like, take, love to take what he says out of context and whatnot. And uh, it's just unbelievable. And the thing is, like, you know, if you love him or hate him, whatever, he's woken more people up than anybody in this whole movement. And that the credit needs to go for that, you know, and it's a pleasure working for him and everything. And it's just like, it, it feels so great to wake people up. Well, it, it's just really imperative because as the economy hits the skids and people out there believe they're on the red list and everything that's about to go down. I mean, it's really important that, I mean, especially your neighbors, your your church congregants, it's really important. And we kind of have a due diligence to really wake people up. I really think it's imperative that, you know, the watchmen out there are waking people up. And it's not always fun. It's not always popular to be sounding the alarm bells or standing out again. I mean, I have a lot of people that don't come on my show just for the simple case that, oh, I don't like where Zelensky stands on the homosexual agenda. So the stronger of a Christian you are and the more you stand up and the more you draw a decisive line in the sand, it's interesting that the more you're persecuted, isn't it? Oh, it is. And the, uh, the sad part about that is most of the time you're persecuted by your own fellow Christians. I mean, how many churches have been kicked out of? We should start of how many churches <laughs> have you got kicked out of club? Because it's four for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's about that for me. I mean, I just, uh, it's unreal. It really is. The church in the West is in a stupor. They're in this cotton candy coma where it's, you know, they're listening to Creflo Dollars of the World, naming it and claiming it and buying trains, planes and automobiles. And, you know, these little pew cladded plebeians are always, you know, they use the gospel of Christ to promote this idea that God is some skybound wish granting genie bestowing cash and cars on his followers, and that is not what the New Testament church was about. Absolutely, and um, today's church, mainstream religions out there, it's it, it's saddened to say this. It really is. Uh, it is completely brainwashed, dumbed down, and uh, they, you know the churches should be on the front lines of this. All of this, everything we talked about, because they're told, oh, don't talk about politics. They claim to be Bible prophecy experts, and uh, you know I tell these people. You can't claim to be a Bible prophecy expert. If you don't know politics, you don't know prophecy because it's politics that bring in the Antichrist. It's politics that set up his kingdom, the New World Order. And if you don't know the enemy, like Ephesians says, because you know how many churches talk, oh, no, no, don't worry about none of this stuff. We're not going to be here for that. Oh, first of all, right, my Bible is getting raptured out of here. Yeah, we're getting magically raptured out of here before the, well, Matthew does after the tribulation. And people can say, oh, the tribulation's seven years. No, the tribulation's three and a half years. The wrath of God is the second three and a half years. Yes. After the tribulation, the tribulation is against for the saints. We will be persecuted. We're going to be given a choice to take the mark or not. We're, we're, I mean, the mark's already here now, and it's not implemented yet, but they're pushing it like hell. And, um, you know, Christians out there need to wake up. And I find most of the time... Most battles I go through is with fellow Christians because they, you know, they, oh, don't worry about none of this stuff. Oh, you're not supposed to worry about it. Well, Ephesians chapter 5 tells me to know my enemy, then expose him. Uh, how are you supposed to expose your enemy if you don't know nothing about them? 
because it's this yep. real greasy grace, love, 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 kumbaya, let's coexist. You know, let's just all be nice. And I mean, it's quite stunning because Jesus came, let's face it, to bring a sword. He didn't bring peace and love and kumbaya. He came to bring a, a sword. And Jesus said, occupy until I come. He didn't say sit around and sing kumbaya Well, they burn us out here either. Exactly. And uh, there's Christians. I mean, you go to church, whatever, God bless you, whatever. But the most effective Christian, Jesus specifically says, he talks about the lukewarm Christians. Guess who he's talking about? Those people <laughs> who sit there in their churches all day and just mingle with their fellow selves. Those are called lukewarm Christians that he's going to chew up and spit out. He wants you out there as a warrior. Okay, He wants you in the midst. Where was Jesus? He wasn't hanging around in the temples all day. He was out there in the midst of sinners. He was out there in the midst of evil. Bringing the light into that uh, darkness, he wants you as a uh, you know a lantern of light, a spotlight, a lighthouse to be out there as be a beacon of light. There'll be a watchman too to blow the trumpet when you see. And you got to know your enemy. And spiritual warfare is very important, and yes. which is a huge thing the church is lack teaching today. That is a beautiful segue because I was just going to say that is the one thing that is so stunning to me, Dan, is a fact yep. that this church, they don't even want to talk about demons, let alone end time prophecy unfolding around us. They don't want to talk about biblical end time prophecy. How do you not talk about eschatology? <laughs> exactly. Actually, you know, one um, the last church I got kicked out of, uh, my kid dedicated there and everything else. The elders found out what I was doing, and uh, they hired a new pastor. So the pastor was kind of on board with you know, me. He thought it was cool what I was doing, but the elders didn't like it. They met with me, and I asked them right out, say, well, because we talk about knowing your enemy. And it, it, he goes, that doesn't matter. It's like just knowing Jesus is the only thing, which, yes, it's the number one thing, but you're supposed to know your enemy as well, spiritual warfare. And I asked him, all right, what if I gave him a scenario? What if um, a Wiccan... Or somebody came up to you and said, uh, I want to know why Wick is bad. you got to know why Wick is bad because they're going to eat you for breakfast. And also, if somebody came to you and said they were possessed by a demon, or regardless if you believe in UFOs or not, if they were they were abducted by a UFO, oh, I would have them committed. So you would have somebody committed because, you know, for seeking spiritual help saying they're, they're possessed by a demon. You know what I mean? And this is the mentality of a lot of these churches. I even I saw sleep paralysis. This is not talked about anywhere. Sleep paralysis. I had. I. I mean, I grew up with the stuff. It was. It's very severe levels. It's all demonic impression and everything else. And um, churches years ago, hundreds of years ago, could easily help you with that. You walk into a church today, say you got bad sleep paralysis and all that. Oh, you gotta go see a see a doctor and they drug drug you up on all these psychotropics that make it worse. And uh, sleep paralysis it, it stopped instantly. I had it for years and I actually confronted it with the, you know, plead the blood of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, and it stopped cold turkey. And I try to tell other people they have experienced sleep paralysis because I mentioned Jesus that all over me. I'm like, all right, you know what? You keep trying your methods. They're not going to work. I'm telling you from my experience how, I mean, I could tell you stuff that happened when I was sleeping and everything else that, you know, I mean, it uh, sounds so crazy. But well, it's not crazy instantly. because I deal with people yeah. all the time. I do a lot of deliverance and healing, yep. and a lot of people call me because they're very oppressed demonically. There's incubus, succubus demons that visit people in the night. There's people that are having manifested physical attacks where they're being held down at night. I mean, this does sound like something right out of a psych ward. But the thing is, I, you know, I've often said to myself, I wonder if I walked into a psych ward, how many of those people are just completely demonic? 
chronically afflicted. And yet, you touched on something earlier. Now, my mother became a quadriplegic on a vaccination three years ago. She became an instant quadriplegic on life support. My brother was put on a trial medication from the same company that administered the Tamiflu to my mom. It was Smith-GlaxoKline. One of the things that really frightens me with all this talk about the Spanish flu, the Ebola, these pestilences, this is another thing with these bioweapons. It is getting very scary how the, I mean, it was stunning, Dan, when I went to talk to lawyers about, you know, some kind of legal advice for what we were to do with my mother, the fact they administered this drug without anyone's permission. I had lawyers tell me all over the continent that no one would touch Big Pharma with a 10-foot pole. Isn't that stunning? Uh, Yeah, it is stunning. And um, I mean, you're right. I mean, I tell people all the time, how many people could be helped with some person that knows spiritual warfare? How many of those people who knows so-called insane asylums and uh, clinics and all that could be helped instantly? But no, they want to dope, dope you up with psychotropic drugs. And these big pharma methods you're talking about, all it is is to keep you uh, into It's called soft kill. And uh, they want you to live in off all this. And um, you got these societies for the cancer society that love to dope you up on their chemotherapy and everything else, and um, which actually kills you even more. I mean, it's insane what the, the big pharma is doing. They love to kill people, slow deaths, just have you live as a zombie. You know, there's so many natural cures out there, and uh, those with mental issues could easily be helped with uh, some dose of spiritual welfare. It's not surprising they're bringing in Codex Alimentarius to try to stop all the natural cures as well. Sergeant Biggs told me on the air last fall, he was on my show, you know, Joe Biggs. He told me the military forcefully gave them uh, all sorts of, you know, oxycontins and psychotropic drugs. Isn't that unbelievable? Oh yeah, I, I did a story because my um my friends we did it for Infowars too. Uh, they were at the Fort McClellan, Alabama. And it was Western Camp Lejeune is labeled the most toxic place on the planet, and um you should hear the stories with these people. And you got Project Shad. Uh, one of the operations, uh, they uh, told these you know young recruits, hey, you got to go test new armaments, new weapons, and um, who wouldn't want to do that? If you're in the military, you love guns and all that. You of course you got to go love to go test all that. But when they got there, it was a medical lab. A bunch of guys in white, white coats came out, and they you know they were told if they back out, they're gonna gonna, gonna be arrested for you know violating the uh, whatever you know. And uh, so um, you know they were all drugged up, all these psychotropics, the vaccines that they didn't even know about, even when you get enlisted. You stand in a line, there's a doctor on each side, they pump stuff into your arm, and you move to this next stage, you do it again, I think there's eight different doctors that at the same time they're pumping two at a time into each arm. And yeah, I've got military insiders that have told me very similar stories to that. And you know what's sad about these vaccines is that a lot of times, and you never hear this on the mainstream news, it's not just autism, but there's deaths that are linked to this, and yet you never hear that on the news, do you? Oh, not at all. We all pull up. I mean, scores of articles, scores of them. Um, uh, infant dies, six-month-year-old dies after vaccine, uh, eight-year-old dies, uh, perfectly healthy high school track star dies, uh, gets paralysis. I mean, all the time, this, and people say, oh, it's an isolated incident. Isolated incident in my butt. Yeah, I mean, two million isolated incidents. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the time. And then, and then people say, oh, well, my kids are all right. Well, are they really all right? I mean, are they really? When your kids are sitting there drooling at the TV, and they can't even spell their name at six years old. I mean, are they really all right? 
they take whisk your baby off into some who knows where they take them and they inject them they give them all sorts of vaccinations at birth and who knows what else they're doing that's one of the things that i always urge new moms anybody that's pregnant do not let them take your baby when you're first giving birth that's something that just boils my blood Oh, yeah, and what else they do, too, since uh, I think it was 1965, don't quote me on the date, or somewhere in that area, uh, every baby that's born, when the parents like not even looking, whatever, they go and um, they stick a lancet, in the, typically in the baby's foot somewhere, and they take uh, dabs of blood on two different cards. One card goes, supposedly, to the state, the other one goes to the government. And they deny anything, even though you've seen them do it. They deny anything about it. And they take your baby's DNA sample, and it gets put on file. For what, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, this could go really sinister because, I mean, when you get into the spiritual warfare and all that, it really goes down that rabbit hole. You know, they've been doing it since 1965, and, uh, you know, they, it got done to my son because I, I, I left the hospital just to go home and change because I've been there for, you know, a few days. And come to find out my um, wife there, she was all drugged up, whatever, because uh, she had a C-section. And she said they did it, but she couldn't barely, you know, talk, whatever. And um, I seen a little Band-Aid on his foot. I was furious. And they denied everything. So, oh, nothing happened. I told them not to do that. And then I got to, you know, argue about the vaccines and the doctor sitting there. And I'm, you know, schooling her. She goes, I've been a nurse for 30 years. So I don't care what you've been a nurse for. So, do you know what's in these vaccines? Dimerosol, formaldehyde. Is that good for you? No, but the vaccines are. Oh, really? So you just admitted they're bad for you, but yeah, then you're admitting the vaccines are good because you were told by your uh, pharmacist or whatever, and you get a nice you know kickback, whatever, because um, you sell these vaccines. You know, it's just it's ridiculous, it really is, and uh, they're killing people left and right, and and mostly people have no idea they're doing it. Nothing irritates me more is the parents. The ignorance of them. Oh, my kids are fine. They're going to get the vaccine because I don't feel like dealing with the schools. So get off your fat butt, okay, and deal with the schools. It's just, I'm just all for homeschooling. And, you know, when you look at the public education, you look at the pharma industry, you've got a soft kill culling, a dumbed down zombified public. You've got Agenda 21 eugenics to population. The Pope issuing a big, the biggest climate encyclical ever in the history of the planet. Eco-police, Big Brother, martial law, Jade Helm, sociopathic luciferians orchestrating complete totalitarianism i mean we're we're getting pummeled six ways to sunday aren't we oh absolutely and especially this big uh, eugenics thing and uh, today's agenda 21 and uh, i'm glad a lot of people listen to your show a week i mean i just say that a lot because some people that new listeners that think we're nuts or whatever and a lot of times i find out that uh, when i've been on shows and all that especially when i talked about sandy hook and all that I hear somewhere in Texas or California, a radio show brought up my audio uh, files and said, oh, this guy is, dares to say that Sandy Hook was a hoax and all that. But, uh, you know, Agenda 21 is huge. It covers everything from eugenics to biodiversity. Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, they set up a constitution-free zone. They want to squash everybody to metropolitan areas. And, or, you know, I mean, you would never be able to go to an oceanfront property again. It covers from every aspect of life. And uh, it's all connected with the World Health Organization and uh, the G20, which is the um, financial district of the United Nations and everything, you know, they're setting up a one world currency. And um, you got the Pope hook, line, and sinker in all these religions out there. I mean, even the Christian groups, they say, oh, this Pope is the best Pope ever. He's done more than every other Pope in history. He's got, of all people, he's got the gay and lesbian community behind him, the atheists behind him. I mean, you would never hear that ever. He's got these two groups behind him. And he's got Buddhists, Hindus, uh, Muslims. 
all these even um, mainstream Christians. I mean, you got the 700 Club, TBN people, and all that. These uh, false prophets and all that. Billy Graham, Pat Robinson, Joel Steen, uh, Rick Warren. I mean, we could go down the list, and uh, yeah, and they're all conforming. Oh, telling, oh, he's doing such a great thing. And I think it was Pat Robinson, uh, Billy Graham, that said that wide is the gate to heaven when the Bible says narrow is the gate. We all serve the same God. No, I don't serve Allah. I don't know if you saw this, that Pope Francis just today appointed a radically liberal pro-homosexual Dominican father, Timothy Radcliffe, for the Pontifical Council just today. Unbelievable. And isn't it amazing how the Catholic Church thinks that and I'm not saying you're trying to bash Catholic Church. Oh, I bash them all the time. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) They deserve it, you know, at the Vatican level. Where the hell do they get off thinking they could change God's commandments? Christmas and Easter is pagan holidays, and they put a fresh coat of Christian paint on pagan holidays. And and it's just insane how these churches, I mean, that's a, I got to so many arguments of pastors over that. And they can never bring up biblical scripture. Never. And I say, you should know this better than me, especially if you've been to a Bible college. There's a fantastic website, thelastreformation.com. Torben Sondergaard does one video and it talks about the history of the church. And honestly, I think it's actually one of the best to the history of the church. And here's the thing, I guess the common thread in all of this is, as Paul calls it, doctrines of demons, deception to the 10th degree. It's on steroids here. The overarching theme here is deception. And what does it say? In the last days, many will be deceived. There will be a falling away. And I think that's kind of where we're at. And as time is waning away here, Dan, give out your website for the folks. Oh, my personal website is uh, truthradioshow.com. And if you go to a YouTube channel, it's the same thing, Truth Radio Show. Uh, just go to truthradioshow.com. Everything but anything on me is about on that uh, website. All my social networks, my YouTube pages, I have a few of them. And um, InfoWars Insight is my YouTube, uh, InfoWars one, it's right on the Alex Jones channel. And um, yeah, it's just truthradioshow.com, you know, get all my contact information and anything you need to know about me. Well, in the waning moments, I've got to ask you a question. They always say, unleash the Kraken, Dan Bedondi. How did you get labeled with the Kraken? Um, I guess uh, when I was in Boston, when I was hitting these people with hard questions at the press conferences, and I didn't even know. I mean, I, I was too busy up in Massachusetts, and I went to go speak at a, a gun pro-gun rally in West Springfield, and I heard people call me the Kraken. I'm like, the heck's that about? Oh, well, that sounds cool. <laughs> And um, come to find out, I think that's when Alex, uh, Alex is, uh, he, you know, he's the one that came out with that because a Kraken represents a uh, Kraken out of the sea that just dominates, you know. And uh, <laughs> there was a guy in Hawaii that actually painted the artist. He sent me a painting of me as a Kraken. It's pretty cool. It's uh, hanging, hanging over Leanne McAdoo's desk right now. And um, it's pretty cool. Well, Dan, it was very fun to have you on the program and informative. And I hope you come back and see us real soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got so much to say, especially if you want to do a show on spiritual warfare, the Illuminati and everything. I mean, I could talk for hours. <laughs> well, we'll have to do that for sure soon. Folks, Dan's information is linked there at WeCanVigilante.com. Again, Dan, thanks so much for coming on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure, Dan. Folks, that was Dan Badandi from InfoWars. Check out his website, TruthRadioShow.com. Tomorrow, we have a great show. We have Dr. Chuck Baldwin stopping by to weigh in on what's going on. It's going to be a great program, folks. Again, I broadcast every day, Monday to Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Worldwide Christian Radio. And a special blessing to all of you 
who are attending the Encounter on the Sewanee event with Augusto Perez. That is going to be a fantastic event. And I'm looking forward to possibly putting together a Salt and Light Brigade conference. It's something I've been shooting around. Dave Dobmeyer's Salt and Light Brigade. Folks, if you haven't signed up for that, go to saltandlightbrigade.org. It'll be wonderful to connect with all the people involved with that group. And if you come across an interesting guest, shoot me an email. As a matter of fact, shoot me an email anyway. Let me know how you like the show, folks. And lastly, folks, don't forget to sign up for my podcast. Different people listen at different times, and they always ask where they can find the podcast. If you go down on the right-hand side of my website, weekendvigilante.com, click on the big pink button on the right-hand side, and you'll get instant notifications about the archives. Folks, thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast tonight. And I leave you with my favorite one-minute clip of Dan Bedondi. He tells the truth movement to, quote, grow some balls. Good night, folks, and God bless. Wake the hell up and capture the spirit of 1776. You know what? you got to get extreme. You know, our founding fathers, what do you think they would do? Political correctness could go out the window, as far as I'm concerned. I could care less about political correctness. I speak the truth, and if the truth offends you, I don't care who you are, too damn bad. You don't belong in the truth movement. I'm just fed up with it. I really am. And, you know, people want, well, we got to get our rights back, but we got to remain politically correct. You ain't got to get your rights back being politically correct. You think these scum out there, you think the scum and the legislators, the politicians, you think they're being politically correct when they're killing you? taking your uh, gun rights, violating your Fourth Amendment all the time, locking you up, shooting in unarmed citizens. You think that politically correct? You know, wake the hell up. You know what I mean? And it goes out to the people in the truth movement. A lot of people in these patriotic groups, you need to grow some balls. You need to grow some brass balls and wake the hell up and capture the spirit of 1776. Yeah.